the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Terror in a New York subway. He then opened fire, striking multiple people on the subway and in the platform. Reports of Russian forces using chemical weapons surface. Russian forces may use a variety of riot control agents. The impact of President Biden's new legislation on ghost guns. It's certainly something that I think could have a significant impact down the line on regular gun owners. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, April 13th. I'm Mike Scott. The Biden administration and its allies say they will not stand by if chemical weapons were used by the Russians in their war against Ukraine. Lawmakers monitoring developments during a trip to Poland said Tuesday that the U.S. is investigating reports that a chemical substance had been dropped in Mariupol. But they cautioned that determining the nature of the attack in the port city could take time. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the U.S. and its partners are checking on reports that Russian forces potentially have used chemical weapons in Ukraine. We're not in a position to confirm anything. I don't think the uh, Ukrainians are either. Blinken says the U.S. has been warning that Russia may use chemical weapons in that country. We uh, had credible information that Russian forces may use a variety of riot control agents, uh, including tear gas, mixed with chemical agents that would cause uh, stronger symptoms uh, to weaken and incapacitate entrenched uh, Ukrainian fighters and civilians. Meantime, Ukrainian protesters are expanding their war crimes investigations in the northeast suburbs of Kiev after Russian forces withdrew. Reports of killings of civilians have primarily focused so far on the northwestern suburbs like Bucha. Russian troops advanced into that area last month before retreating to focus on fighting in eastern Ukraine to prepare for the next phase of the war. Admiral James Stavridis, vice chair of the Carlisle Group, joined the Hugh Hewitt Show to discuss what he believes will be the next moves by Russia and how the war in Ukraine is redefining how modern warfare is fought. I think there are two possible scenarios in the Donbass. One is that uh, Putin actually digs in, goes relatively defensive, accrues the advantages that defenses have in warfare, you know, defenses to offense as three is to one. That's partly why the Ukrainians have done so well. So it's possible Putin will set up defensive salience. He'll pound the hell out of Mariupol. Now he's got a strategic line, a Putin line that goes from Russia down to Crimea. He may dig in, occasionally launch offensive maneuvers, but really dig in and say to the Ukrainians, come and get me. Staff Reiter says that it's possible Russia will use cyber attacks 
in this phase of the war. A second scenario to which the foreign minister is replying is plausible. Certainly we've seen indications that would be another massive movement of Russian armor backed up by Russian air, possibly using uh, offensive cyber, which we have not seen much of in this battlefield, trying to degrade the Ukrainian command and control. So the short answer is, I don't think anybody knows yet what is exactly in the mind of Putin and this goon general he's put in charge, uh, the butcher of Syria, Alexander Dvornikov. Considering how tanks have not been terribly useful in the war in Ukraine, Stavridis isn't sure how much longer they'll be useful on the battlefield. Drones, particularly as artificial intelligence allows drones to swarm over tanks. Tanks could become the battleships, to put a naval context on it, uh, of the Second World War. Look pretty useful, but by the end of the war... We're not building them anymore. Staff writer says that America should expand our military capabilities in forward-thinking areas. The, the new triad of warfare, Hugh, is cyber, special forces, unmanned vehicles. Um, and that th- those missions don't care what your uniform looks like. And well, I think but- that's where we need to put our emphasis going forward. There was terror in the New York City subway system. Authorities say a gunman filled a rush hour subway train with smoke and then shot multiple people on Tuesday, leaving wounded commuters bleeding on a Brooklyn platform as others ran screaming from the scene. At this moment, police are still searching for the shooter. Officials say the gunfire wounded at least 10 and 29 in all were injured in some way in that attack that began on a subway train that pulled into the 36th Street station in the borough's Sunset Park neighborhood. The New York Police Department said they're looking for a person of interest who they believe rented a U-Haul van whose keys were found at the scene. Police are investigating whether he has any connection to the shooting and have not named him as a suspect yet. The man they're looking for is 62-year-old Frank James, a black man who has addresses in both Wisconsin and Philadelphia. New York City Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell says they've removed all explosive devices from the scene. I want to begin by assuring the public that there are currently no known explosive devices on our subway trains, and this is not being investigated as an act of terrorism at this time. Sewell went on to describe the incident as she saw it at the subway station. Just before 8.24 this morning, as a Manhattan-bound end train waited to enter the 36th Street station, an individual on that train donned what appeared to be a gas mask. He then took a canister out of his bag and opened it. The train at that time began to fill with smoke. He then opened fire, striking multiple people on the subway and in the platform. And also Sewell described the suspect they're looking for. Being reported as a male black, approximately five feet, five inches tall with a heavy build. He was wearing a green construction type vest and a hooded sweatshirt. The color is gray. Sewell says the incident is not being treated as an act of terrorism at this time, but authorities do not have a motive. I'm not ruling out anything. Uh, We're determining what that motive is and we'll find that out as the investigation continues. New York City agencies are offering a joint $50,000 reward for any information leading to the arrest of a person of interest.
President Joe Biden Monday announced new restrictions on homemade guns known as ghost guns. The rule would require makers of gun kits to include a serial number on the firearm and for sellers to follow the same standard as with other guns, including requiring a background check for purchase. Stephen Gutkowski, founder of the Reload.com and a firearms instructor, joined the Daybreak Insider podcast to give his thoughts on Biden's gun control agenda. In layman's terms, Gutkowski explains what a ghost gun is. A ghost gun is effectively just a firearm that doesn't have a serial number engraved into it. And that can either be because they're homemade or the serial number has been scratched off. Gutkowski says that most guns used in crimes are not ghost guns. Well, the ATF claims that they're recovering more of these types of guns at crime scenes over the last couple of years, uh, although they're still uh, a fairly small fraction of the overall number of guns recovered at crime scenes. Gutkowski shared with us what he believes would be a good first step in curbing gun crimes. You know, obviously gun crime is a difficult subject to solve, uh, as we've seen over the last several decades. But um, certainly focusing attention on those most likely to commit gun crimes would be an ideal use of resources, I think. And you can do that in a number of ways through either stricter enforcement of current gun laws, um, you know, or even through um, community approaches to interrupting potential violence uh, between uh, high-risk people. Gutkowski doesn't believe the new law will impact gun sales all that much. It's not likely to have a huge impact on gun sales because mainly this regulation targets ghost gun kits when an unfinished receiver, unfinished firearm part is sold with a jig that helps the buyer complete the gun. And so it's remains legal to sell the unfinished part without that jig, it's not really clear how much this is going to have a real-world impact on even the sales of unfinished firearms. When asked if this new legislation may push some to purchase 3D-printed guns, Gutkowski told us this. The rule does not regulate uh, 3D printing of guns in any way. Obviously, Beyond anything the president is doing today, it's still illegal for someone who is a prohibited person, somebody who's a felon or has been adjudicated mentally ill or has committed a domestic violence crime uh, to even possess a firearm, or let alone build it. So that that could you know it should deter some criminals from doing it, but but otherwise it remains perfectly legal for people to uh, build their own firearms from 3D printed materials so long as they're complying with their state laws. On regulating 3D printed guns, Gutkowski had this opinion. Certainly you're seeing a a number of lawmakers at the state level attempt to ban even the possession of uh, homemade guns using 3D printers or um, build kits, as as mentioned earlier. Uh, But it would take legislation at the federal level, which is unlikely to come anytime soon, given the deadlock on uh, gun legislation generally in Congress. 
Gutkowski also shared his thoughts with us on President Biden's ATF nominee, Steve Dettelbach. Well, a new permanent head would bring a more long-term vision to the agency. Uh, That's the main difference you get between a a confirmed director and what we have now in an acting director. Uh, Of course, Dettelbach has a established history of supporting stricter gun regulations. He supports an assault ban. He supports universal background checks. Um, So it's likely he would take the agency in a direction that is uh, more focused on restricting firearms use or the sale of firearms and is more perhaps aggressive towards the industry, which is what President Biden has has wanted to do since he took office. Finally, Gudkowski tells the Daybreak Insider podcast how the new legislation may impact the average gun owner. It's certainly something that I think could have a significant impact down the line on uh, regular gun owners across the country because the ATF has already become, taken a more aggressive stance in how they regulate the firearms industry and uh, certain even gun accessories like pistol braces, for instance, is another rule that the, the administration is working on that could affect you know millions of, of Americans who own that uh, that that accessory, and so. It's certainly something that can have impacts beyond Washington, D.C. and in the lives of average Americans. Our special thank you to Stephen Gutkowski of TheReload.com. For more from Stephen, visit TheReload.com and follow him on Twitter at Stephen Gutkowski. Oklahoma is making most abortions illegal. Daybreak Insider's Rita Foley has details on this story that may have an impact On the 2022 midterms. The bill Republican Governor Kevin Stitt signed makes it a felony to perform an abortion except to save the life of the mother. The law takes effect 90 days after the legislature adjourns next month. Under this bill, anyone convicted of performing an abortion would face up to 10 years in prison and a $100,000 fine. The woman getting the abortion would not face criminal charges. I'm Rita Foley. Inflation soared over the past year at its fastest pace in more than 40 years. With costs for food, gasoline, housing, and other necessities squeezing American consumers and wiping out the pay raises that many have received. The Labor Department said its consumer price index jumped 8.5% in March from 12 months earlier, the biggest year-over-year increase since December 1981. The government's report also showed that inflation rose 1.2% from February to March, up from 0.8% from January to February. Heritage Foundation Research Fellow E.J. Antoni tells the Salem Radio Network that while the annual rate was up 8.5%, the monthly rate increase was over 1%. That may not sound like a lot, But if you have 1.2% every month for a whole year, that's 15.4% annual inflation. At that rate, prices are going to double in less than five years. That's scary. And Tony says that President Biden's refusal to take any responsibility for the inflation that's occurring on his watch is disturbing. At first, we were told there was no inflation. Then we were told 
uh, it was only transitory. Then we were told it was a high class problem. Then we were told inflation was actually good for us. And now we're told that inflation is Russia's fault. And Tony says it's energy prices that have spiked a lot more than the inflation rate. That is caused by the bad fiscal policies, the bad taxing and regulatory policies of this administration. They have absolutely hamstrung the American energy industry. And we shouldn't be surprised about that because the president actually campaigned on that. This California resident, Jason Emerson, was buying groceries in the town of Alameda, says the cost of everything is going up. And that's hard for most people already struggling. COVID was a pretty big hit economically across the, the nation and the world. And then, uh, you know, this, this war going on in Ukraine, um, that's what's jacking the gas prices up. And then, of course, you know, you got a lot of companies that are, are, are paying people a whole lot of money to live here. And that jacks prices up. Another California resident, Mary Hyman, says grocery costs are so expensive, she needs help from a food bank. I come to the food bank every week because they have fresh vegetables and stuff that I can't necessarily afford, but also they have like tuna and rice that are always here that I can always fall back on. And finally, actor and comedian Gilbert Gottfried has died of recurrent ventricular tachycardia due to myotonic dystrophy type 2 which is an irregular heart rhythm caused by an inherited muscular dystrophy. Known for his work in comedy films and as Yago in Disney's 1992 classic Aladdin, Gottfried was instantly recognizable for his over-the-top, exaggerated voice. <laughs> I can't take it anymore if I gotta choke down on one more of those moldy, disgusting crackers. Calm yourself, Soon I will be sultan. Not that that'll be twitch. And then I stuff the crackers down his throat. <laughs> his notable films include Look Who's Talking To, The Problem Child series, and A Good Turn in Beverly Hills Cop 2. I'm writing. Don't let the fact that my doors closed dissuade you in any way from entering my office. Sir, we're at the Beverly Hills Police Department. Are you Mr. Sidney Bernstein? Yes, lucky guess. Well, sir, you have 25 unpaid parking tickets. We have a warrant for your arrest. Tw- 25? What 25? You what? have 25 I, unpaid parking tickets, sir? I, I, I pay my tickets. I pay I pay all my tickets. Sir, do you own a black Mercedes-Benz license plate number CRL 507? 507? That's my wife's car. That's not my car. That's you my have 25 w- unpaid yeah, parking I mean, tickets. It's under my name, but it's my wife's car. No, no, no. Gottfried is survived by his wife, Dara. 14-year-old daughter Lily, 12-year-old son Max, sister Karen, and a nephew, Graham. Gilbert Gottfried was 67 years old. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.